There is a moment right now where you can still win on YouTube, but the window is closing. And if you don't take advantage of this opportunity right in front of you right now, you're gonna regret it the rest of your life. Yeah. Think about it. that's what you do. That's your own experience. That's what you do. As soon as he starts saying, "Okay, guys, thank right, guys, I, thanks for watching," they're this gone, video. gone, boom, gone, and they ignore the last however long your exit is. They're gone. So never do that. Do you want to know how Evan Carmichael got over 2 million YouTube subscribers? That's more than Dan Lok, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins and pretty much all the biggest players in this very competitive niche. Because in this video we're hearing from Evan himself exactly how he did it. I'm pulling an Evan Carmichael on Evan Carmichael. By which I mean I've sorted through countless hours of footage to bring you the gold, the top 10 vital pieces of information you need to hear for success on YouTube. So without further ado. Let's learn how to get 2 million subscribers. As a YouTube creator, one of the most frustrating and challenging things is getting new subscribers. You know, you feel like you put a lot of love into your videos, you, you're, you're not trying to rip people off, you know, you're really trying to add value and you're doing all of the best practices, right? You've got the little call to action button at the end saying subscribe, you've got the little thumbnail on the top right of every video to subscribe, you're putting a subscription link in the description below and yet you're not getting enough people subscribing. It's frustrating. What I did was I discovered a simple trick using the 51 rule that helped me get a thousand new subscribers in one month and I want to share it so that you guys can do something similar. As a little bit of context, I went from 2400 subscribers in a month to 3400 subscribers in a month using this technique. So what's the 51 rule? You may be familiar with the 80-20 rule, which means 80% of your revenue, for example, comes from 20% of the customers, or 80% of your views may come from 20% of the videos. I found that when applying it to subscribers on a YouTube channel, it's more like 50 to one, where 50% of your subscribers will come from 1% of your videos. I applied this to my channel and found that 51% of my new subscribers came from 1% of my videos. Now I have 1700 videos on my channel which means 17 out of the 1700 videos I have are leading to 50% of my new subscribers to my channel. So what I did was find that 1% of videos that's really making a difference and making it obvious on those videos that I want people to subscribe to the channel. What I do is at the top of those videos have a very big, very clear call to action, want more, subscribe to the channel and make that as an annotation. Now that would be annoying to have in all of your videos, especially for your repeat subscribers, right? For the people who are coming back and watching all of your videos over and over and over again, they don't wanna see that. But for a first time person visiting your channel, that's the first video that they see, it's not as annoying, it's, it's a value-add service to them because it gives them the opportunity to join your channel. So now how do you find that 1% of videos that's making a difference? YouTube actually makes it super simple and easy to do through their analytics. So the first thing you wanna do is load up your Creator Studio backend and go to Analytics. Next you wanna scroll down to where it says Subscribers. This will show you where you're getting subscribers from, how many you've gained, how many you've lost, and what the source is. The real value though is clicking then on the video link under the source. This page will then show you which video led to new subscribers and you'll always see that some videos do way better than others helping justify the 51 rule. To understand that YouTube wants people to stay on YouTube forever. Right. Your job is to keep people on YouTube forever. If your videos are keeping people on the platform, 
They're gonna reward your videos and pump out that content for you, give you all the rankings that you want. Right. And so you need to pay attention to your data. And this sucks, like people aren't data heads, we don't like looking at our data, and we're, we wanna just create, but YouTube gives you the best data and you have to pay attention to it. So, for example, at the beginning, most people start the videos in a really crappy way. Right. Hey guys, welcome back, it's me, and I'm so excited, and it's another day, and we're gonna talk about garbage. Like people are out. In the first five seconds, you probably right. already lost 20% of your audience. They're gone, mm -hmm. poof. What you wanna do is think about what is the hook. Like right away, you gotta catch me. Think about your own experiences. Like you're, you're flying through, you're flying through, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling. If you don't hit people first, in the first five seconds, they're out. So you wanna think about whether you're using suspense, like you take the most suspenseful moment, the most like, oh, what's about to happen? And you put that at the beginning, or you, you the biggest knowledge bomb, right. and lead with it. So there's some curiosity for people that wanna stick around and watch it. It has to be in the very first beginning of the clip, because people, YouTube wants you to stay on YouTube forever, and if you've already lost 50% of your audience in the first 15 seconds of your video, you're losing. Right. And so for any video, you can go to the back end, go to your studio in the back end and look at audience retention. For every video that you've done that's over two weeks old, look at audience retention. And your goal is to be at 75% plus audience retention at one minute. Nice. That means 75% of the people who watch the video at the beginning are still sticking around. And then at least 50% by the end of the video. If you get that, if you hit those numbers, your channel will explode. And so look at that graph and see anytime there's a massive drop, Whatever you did there sucked, and you need to destroy that and never do it again. <laughs> destroy it. Right, and, and if you ever see it go up, audience retention, that means people rewound the video to watch that part again. So and it's fire. Fire, do that more again, yeah. right? YouTube gives you the best data to be able to make decisions and say, okay, that part sucked, this part's great, do more of that thing that was awesome and, and stop doing the crap. And so that happens often at the beginning. Most people's beginning videos suck. Too much intro, not enough value, they're out, gone. Finito, goodbye. And then at the end, they do the same thing. The end usually sucks for most videos. As soon as you start saying, thank you guys so much for watching, but gone. They're gone, Dead. they're gone, they're gone, they're Instant. leaving. Yeah. Think about, that's what you do. That's your own experience, that's what you do. As soon as he starts saying, okay guys, thank you. Hi guys, I, thanks for watching They're gone, video. gone, boom, gone. And they ignore the last, however long your exit is, they're gone. So never do that. Right, the entire video needs to be fire, action-packed, tons of info, tons of knowledge. You do that, you got your 75% at one minute, your 50% by the end of the, the video, your videos will start to crush and you'll get all the subscribers you want. Number three is to model success. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're first getting started in any industry, especially a YouTube channel, go model success. Go look at the people who you look up to and say, these guys are doing it right. If you like my channel, you, maybe you like what's in my background here. Maybe you like the hoodie I'm wearing, right? You could pick from different people to say, I really like that. You don't have to come up with every single idea yourself. And if you look at people who have had success, especially if you don't know what you're doing, find somebody who's already accomplished your goal. It one, means that it's achievable, right? So you have a source of inspiration. And two, if you model their steps and model their strategies, then you can apply that to your business to get growth as well. I saw a huge jump in my subscribers, in my views, in my revenue, when I went from making one video a week to a video a day. A massive jump. YouTube seems to really, really, really care about upload frequency, especially right now. I saw another massive jump going from one video a day to two videos a day, and I'm at three videos a day most days, and there was a little bit of a jump. Between two and three is a little bit of a jump. So I would say if you're one video a day or two videos a day, you're getting the maximum leverage out of it and then it starts to fall off. Now that may not be possible for you right now. You may be looking at that and say, this is crazy, like making a video a month is hard enough for me. 
That's okay to be where you are right now. I would look at how do I start to increase my frequency with the goal of getting to one video a day. At least one video a day should be the new bare minimum. If you look at my channel, if you look at Gary Vee's channel, if you look at Grant Cardone's channel, if you look at a lot of different YouTube creators, they saw their growth just explode when they went to making daily content. But right now, if you are making daily content, even if it's worse, content than your competitors, you will win because it's what YouTube favors at the moment. You need to combine passion with the market. It's really important that you love what you're doing, right? It's really important that you have an emotional connection to what you're talking about, but there has to be a need for it too. And if you're just talking about something that you love talking about but nobody cares, then you have a hobby and nobody's really gonna pay attention to it and you're not gonna really build a business off of it. You have a good hobby and that's great. At the same time, if you're only doing things that the market cares about but you don't have the passion for, then you're never gonna really have success. You're just gonna be creating content around a specific need, but if you're not emotionally connected to that topic, other people are going to beat you, right? If you're just making it because it's a good idea to make top 10 videos and because you know, you've done all the research on something but you don't actually really care about it, the people who care about it will destroy you. And so that's where you really have to focus on both. You have the passion to be able to beat anybody who's talking about this topic and there's a need for it, there is a demand. That's where your success in business comes from, matching the passion with the market. Focus on suggested videos. People think YouTube is a search game and you see all these ads coming out and news reports saying that YouTube is the second most popular search engine in the world and it is, but the game is suggested. Think about your YouTube experience. You might go at the beginning by searching one thing and you find a video, right. but then you go five, six, seven, ten videos deep off of suggested. So those are the related videos. So on, on your phone, it's, it shows up right underneath and on the desktop, it'll show up down the side. That's where you wanna rank. That's the game. When you start ranking there, your videos will explode. We're looking at one of your videos that had 65% views coming from suggested, that video's gonna pop. If all of your videos had 65% coming from suggested views, your, your channel will explode. Yeah. So that's the game to play. Now, how do you, how do you get there? Couple tactics. One, think about how you end your videos, the end cards. So YouTube gives you an ability to call out a specific video at the end of your video. So instead of just saying, hey, thank you guys so much for watching, blah, 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 kick the bell, subscribe, don't do any of that stuff. That's all garbage. Start with thinking about this video is about YouTube. So what's the next video that people should watch after this? Um, they should probably watch my video on how to make a hundred bucks from videos. Yeah. <laughs> Not on <laughs> how to make a hundred dollars a day from YouTube. That's what you want to watch next. So at the end of this video, we should say, if you want to learn how to make a hundred bucks a day from YouTube, go click on this video next to me. And then you put that video right there next to you. You do, you have 20 seconds in your end card. You do 10 seconds of a call out like that. And then a preview of that other video in the final 10 seconds with a little arrow or something on screen that makes people want to go over. That's what's going to really connect those videos. So YouTube now sees people going from this video to that video. So before I finish this video, I'm thinking, okay, what is the next video logically on my channel? You talk about ClickFunnels, you talk about Facebook, you talk about Amazon. It doesn't make sense to send them to an Amazon video after this. Right. I want to send them to a YouTube video. So at the end of this, it's a you know, top three tips. Tip number three is boom, boom, boom. Great. Evan, awesome. Guys, you want to watch more YouTube? You want to learn how to make $100 a day from YouTube? Click that video right there next to me. You're going to love it. 10 seconds and then your next 10 seconds is a preview from that video mm -hmm. with some kind of arrow on there. You want people clicking to that next video. Right. What most people do at the end of the video is all this boring outro garbage and then you lose everybody. Nobody's sitting there on your end screen so nobody will click over. Yeah. And then on the end screen there's some 
some typical garbage end screen that's the same repeat song that you've trained people to listen to and, and they're out. Yeah. So you need to tell them, go click on this video and, and you pick which one you think is going to be most relevant to them. The second piece of your end card then is going to be what is YouTube recommended. So you can have an option put on your end card, YouTube recommended for the experience and it's going to pick what YouTube thinks is the best video for them to watch next. So you got two fire videos for them to watch next. Right. That's going to start suggesting more videos that we end up ranking down the side. So when I first started, oh man, it took me a long time to do a video, like an entire day to do one video and I wasn't happy with it. And it would be all scripted. It would be totally scripted and I would try to memorize it word for word because I spent a lot of time in writing great copy and I wanted to be perfect and get my points out exactly as I, as I wanted to. The result was you could see in a lot of the videos that I'm struggling to remember what I was saying. And I was so focused on saying the right words that I wasn't using feeling when I was saying it. And so the content may be great, but there's no passion. And because there's not as much passion in it, people can't connect to it. And so I didn't have as many views and I didn't have as many comments and didn't have as much engagement. And I, I hated watching it too. Those are my first videos and it took like an entire day to do one video because you got to script it and memorize and practice and do one sentence and come back and practice and another sentence and so it took a long time. Now my process is I get a question, uh, I'll think about it. Some of the questions are really easy. So like this one I'm just kind of telling what I do so it's a little bit easier. Some of them make me think and I want to give concrete answers and I have to think a little bit more about it. But usually what I'll do is I will read the question on my computer and then walk outside and, and just walk around in a circle a couple times and, and do it. So I'll practice it, go through a full, however long it takes, five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever, practice going through it uh, and think about what points come up. And when I first do it, it's not as eloquent and like, oh, I get another idea and that comes in and so it comes out and it's not great as I go through it. And then I come in and I mic up and I answer just as just like what I did when I was walking around but usually it's a little more eloquent and, and thought out because I had that one practice run. So that's the process now and so a video might be seven minutes long plus me walking outside for 10 minutes trying to figure out what I'm going to say so it takes me that you know 17-20 minutes to do each video assuming I have to do a little bit of thinking for what the content's going to be. But you know I don't do scripts now, I don't do retakes. Uh, if I do a mistake, I may say in the video, hey Christina, you know what, let's, let's cancel that part out and, uh, and I'll start over. But it doesn't really happen that much. And if I do a mistake, I usually just keep it in. And if I miss a point, whatever, we keep going on. You want consistent thumbnails design. Right. So I should know what your video looks like. If, you, if you, anybody there watching is, is a fan of my channel, you know what a Devin Carmichael thumbnail looks like. Right. You may not like it, you may hate me, you think I'm the worst person alive, amazing, but you know what my thumbnail looks like. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. Right. You need someone to, to you want to know what, I want to know what Kevin's videos look like. That as soon as I see it, I know that's his video. Because what ends up happening is if, you're, if your thumbnail's all over the place, people are watching one video. Then your video is actually down the side, but they don't know it's your video because it's a total different thumbnail, different design, different layout. You're too far away. Like every video should be here, like your thumbnail here, like headshot, because you're seeing it on the phone, it looks tiny. 
And so if I know that that's your video, if I just finished watching this and then I see five other Kevin videos on the side and I know they're all yours, like that was fire. I like this Kevin guy. I want to keep going down. I love that. And then you're training YouTube that these videos are all linked, that people click this and then they click this and I love it. Where if your videos are showing up down the side, you're bleeding views because they don't make that connection themselves. People, your channel name is shown there, but nobody looks at that. Right. You look at the thumbnail, it looks totally different. Ah, oh, it's a different guy, I'm not gonna watch it. So right. you need to make those connections. Suggested views are the game. If you're getting plus 50% of your views from suggested, your channel will start to blow up. What we need is for you to come out, be the best version of you. And so when you're taking these ideas from other people, that's a source of inspiration. It's a starting point. What you then need to do is make it your own. You know, if you like the idea of having people behind you on the wall, great, go out and do that. Maybe they're black and white, maybe they're larger than what I have. But if you do the same thing of take Steve Jobs and Howard Schultz and my parents and put them on your wall, you're not gonna have as much success. So taking that source of inspiration from other people, but then figuring out how can you tweak it to add your own little extra magic ingredient secret sauce so we get to know you as a creator, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, that's what's really gonna help you really skyrocket. Willing to spend money, this is genius. Let me hear, I'm willing to spend money. You make an unlisted video. I love spending money. Okay, unlisted video. It means it's not public, okay? It's unlisted, so it's a hidden video. Okay. Bridge audience. So what you should do is, for all of your people who have any kind of sizable YouTube audience, so me, Grant, whoever you've had on who has a following, you run that unlisted video with them on their channel. You can run your video with me against my own channel. Is this from Google as a, uh, no, yes, but through the suggested. So it's a, how are you talking about that? Through Google Ads. Google, oh, Google Ads. Yeah, okay, Google yeah. Ads. You pick oh. you pick the placement. You could choose my channel. You could choose Grant's channel. You could choose whoever's channel. Mm -hmm. It's an unlisted video. And it plays for fifteen seconds at the beginning. No, 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 not the beginning. The suggested. It's an unlisted video, because the the open rates on um, uh, the, sorry, the retention on an ad is usually really low. So you don't want that to sacrifice and hurt your actual interview. Right? So you run an unlisted video campaign. You pay attention to the ending. So after that interview, where do you want to send them? And you can split test this, right? You can, run, you can send them to eight different kinds of videos because it's an ad, it's unlisted, right? So then you send into a public video at the end of it. And, and in the AdWords, it'll then sh sh um, in the AdWords, it'll show I you how many subscribers you get from it, how many additional views you get from it, right? So the bridge audience. Now this is important in any business. Again, a lot of these rules apply to whatever business you're in. Understand that you can't do everything yourself in the longer term, in the bigger picture. So me on my team, we have a group of people, right? I was able to do one video a week just by myself. And then as I built up my team, the first person I hired was a video editor. So I wasn't doing everything. And that allowed me to go to one video a day. And then as I hired a researcher and another editor, I was able to grow and do more videos per day. Don't let that be a limitation. I think a lot of people feel like they need to build a team to do anything and then they don't start. I won't start my channel or I won't start my business until I get funding or until I get the right partner or until, 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 then you do nothing, right? That's not the answer either. It's start and then as soon as you can, start looking for people to help surround yourself with so you could focus on what you're really good at. I would much rather be in front of the camera. And then I have a team who are usually behind the camera and behind the scenes and doing the research and editing and all of that other stuff. So as soon as you realize what you're really good at and where you want to focus, then you can start bringing on people to support the things that you're not that good at.
Okay guys, I'm sure you'll agree there are loads of great takeaways from all this. For me personally, the biggest one was probably the idea that suggested videos is the game we want to play because, as Evan said, everyone always talks about search and how YouTube's the second most popular search engine, but in fact, it's so true that yeah, you might search to find the first video, but after that, you're always just looking in the sidebar, aren't you? You're not really using the search bar to find every single video you watch. In fact, a lot of the time, people will click on the first video from the homepage or the subscriptions box, they won't even be using search at all. So yeah, of course, search optimization is important still, but actually gaming this suggested videos column is actually going to be far more beneficial in the long term and bring you far greater results. So implementing this stuff is how you can do that. And although I think daily uploads probably is a great strategy if you can manage it, even if you can't, applying these principles to whatever frequency you can manage is surely going going to help your channel grow. So I hope you found it useful. And if you want even more YouTube tips from the top performers on YouTube, well, the good news is I've got a playlist where I look at other examples of top YouTubers and what they're doing right and how their channels are growing so successfully. So go and check that out right now if you're serious about building a huge YouTube channel. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time.